smoking on gas, got me slung, chasing Z's, chasing Z's, I've been high up off my ass, managing beans, managing beans, flying solo, Mr. Dolo, what you mean, what you mean, grab control and major time, do you read, do you read, smoking on gas, got me slung, chasing Z's, chasing Z's, I've been high up off my ass, magic beans, magic beans, flying solo, Mr. Dolo, what you mean, what you mean, Myself. Every day, never take a break, still in myself Addicted to the gold, only focused on well, still slide To my 9 to 5, just to buy the time Till I'm on the rise, blasting off, I'm not asking off This ain't frat rap, tell the haters fuck off I'm shining, so blinded, I survival Got no diamonds, bro boy, got nothing in my wallet Spend all my green on the green quite often Still flawless, stand tall and say fuck it to me, face calling Time to ride the wave, I'ma ride the shade Inhale the haze, have a lovely day What's up, Bizarros? I'm Gaz Morgan, and welcome to Season 2 of Bizarro Aficionado. Oh, man, what a weird year it's been so far. Granted, it's only been a month, but, man, it's been weird. Continents are on fire. Presidential trials. Everyone's at each other's throat. What a mess. What a nightmare. Thank you for uh, bearing with me for uh, my little break in January. Had some unexpected life foibles that needed my undivided attention, but we are back on track now. So on this episode, Rojan from the Project Archivist podcast joins me, and we talk about the normal things. Furries, getting your thumb glued to your junk, amputated arm tchotchkes, homemade chastity belts, serial poopers, and yes, Florida Man is at it again. So sit back, time to have a couple of giggles to get through this craziness, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, Bizarros. Uh, welcome back to another episode, and I'm here with Rojan from the Project Archivist podcast, my mentor and and uh, minor god that I worship on the side has come down to be with us amongst the little people. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it that way. <laughs> well, welcome to Bizarro Aficionado. Oh, thank you, sir. It's it's a lot of fun to finally be here after dragging you on our show a couple of times. It's it's nice to see you up and running now. Oh, I'm sort of. It's been a bit of a lag this uh, in the start of the year, but uh, things are off to a start now, and it should be more regular. <laughs> things are off to a start, not a good start. <laughs> things are off to a start. <laughs> I don't want to get a, I don't want to get too crazy about things. You know? <laughs> so how's your new year been? 
Um, it, it's I don't know. You know, I want to say it's been good, but uh, it's it's had rife with with bad with bad things here and there. But it's you know, it's not bad. It's okay. You know, on the whole, I'll take it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I'll deal with it. I'll roll with it. You know, I I haven't caught the uh, Corona beer virus yet. <laughs> and, uh, no, no, no. Me neither. Me neither. So, if beer viruses come, I'm. I think I'm pretty well vaccinated. We're in February now. Uh, when March hits, I'm going down to Daytona for bike week. So I'm kind of just like Ooh. chomping at the bit to get through this month. And after after it seems like once March hits, you know, after that, it's just kind of like, all right, we're cool. We can we can just coast on in through spring and then summer, you know, yeah. and, you know, things happen. So, we'll, you know, we're just kind of riding it out because so far this year we've had to deal with uh, possible nuclear war, coronavirus, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, presidential impeachment. Oh uh, what else? Um, oh, Nightmares. Like within a month, it's been like you know, okay, now and and today and today, you know, you just wake up like, okay, yeah. how am I gonna die today? Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Well, and then so. Africa's got some kind of a giant locust thing now. It's Africa's like, always got. It's like Africa and China always plans. have some kind of shit. There's they always do. something going on. It's like feel good about life. Let's look at Africa and China. <laughs> Meanwhile, so, in Africa, yeah. plagues of locusts have been eating the locals. It's like how how do these countries still exist with the amount of crazy shit that happens in them? You'd just be like, how are these people still alive? Well, then China has a massive population, and, and Africa is a massive country. So yeah. I guess the two just kind of balance each other out. But you the know, whole coronavirus thing. Is, on one side, I can look at it and be like, oh, okay, you know, it did go up 2,000 some odd cases since yesterday. But, you know, in the meantime, this flu season, 650,000 people have yeah, contracted the um, flu and, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands are dead. These viruses tend to run in these cycles and then they eventually just burn themselves out. And before it was swine flu, uh, there was, uh, what was the other one called? I don't remember now. There's somebody out there listening to the show right now just screaming the virus. Um, there there is. The Zika virus or oh, uh, SARS. SARS is another yeah. one. These, and, another and the one new from... cycle gets a hold of them and escalates them and they grow super huge and people panic and everybody thinks it's the next incarnation of the stand. And then you try to be the sensible guy that goes on Facebook and puts the post up about, hey, the flu is kicking our ass right now and nobody's right. worried about this. And then you've got the people that are like, oh, oh no, I, I yeah. want to be worried about dying and <laughs> stuff and things. It's and actually something to look forward to, you know. Yeah, you know, and then it just burns itself out until the next one comes along. And, yeah. You know, so it, it is freaky, you know, because the stuff spreads and people fly on planes and shit. But, you know, yeah. and you you always see these movies about, like, that. they had this super flu virus movie a few years ago that, you know, people, oh, my God. But, um. You know, there's nothing I can do about it except for wash my hands. You know, I'm not going to yeah, go out and buy no, a stupid mask. It goes on my face that isn't going to do any good. But no. by the same yeah. token, everybody that we know is sick right now. So when somebody says, yeah, I've got a cough and I'm not feeling well in the back Sorry, of your head. I can't you're stay. Like, You've been <laughs> drinking Corona? You know, so. <laughs> I'm a Miller Lightman. My God, it's mutated. I brew my own, so I'm safe. I'm good. Uh, right, right. You know, Oh my I'm, I'm God. gonna I'm gonna create my own virus of some kind here with my shit. So anyways, <laughs> the archivist <Yeah>. virus. <laughs> God. <laughs> now I did get H1 in uh, what was that 2009? You said, yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. How did that go? I, How did that go? I didn't know I had H1. I just knew I'm like, man, I'm sick. Is this, this is the first time I had ever had the flu? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I just so, like, wow, the flu sucks. This is awful. So, I ended up with double pneumonia. 
I was going to say, you've had the flu before, so when you had H1N1, were you like, okay, this is drastically worse than the flu here, it's not as bad as the flu here, the diarrhea is a little bit chunkier than the flu, but the vomit's a little bit runnier, you know, it's like, what, how, did, did you, did you, were you keeping a comparison chart, or? At that time, no, I had only, I think that was the first time I had the flu. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, okay, just, so, like, when I, they said, I couldn't said, talk, I couldn't breathe. Wow, Okay. Yeah, so when they told miserable. you you've got the H, were you like, oh crap, I'm gonna die now? Were you what like, what the hell's were, that? I didn't were you put together and figuratively shitting your pants at that point, or <laughs> I I didn't even re- like I was the other day years old when I found out the Spanish flu was just a different strain of H1N1 and swine flu. So I mean, nobody I, ever expects the Spanish flu. Nobody expects the Spanish <laughs> flu. So, and I was working as an EMT on the at the time, and the crappy company i worked for fired me for missing too much work i'm like i have 104 fever and i can't breathe yeah because that's what i want i want to be in the ambulance with the guy working on me <laughs> trying to save my life who has h1n1 oh, right they're just like put a mask you're gonna be on just fine, like, dude. <laughs> you're gonna be yeah. just fine all right like yeah i'm gonna go pick up people that are already compromised you know cancer patients and people with immuno deficiencies and, and they're like ah it's don't get in an ambulance, man. It's okay, man. I'll crawl. I'll crawl. Yeah. Oh, God. Dear God. We've just called you an ambulance, sir. No, I'll kill myself. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to bill you for that as well. Anyways. <laughs> exactly. But there is good news. Yes. Apparently, scientists have discovered a weed compound that may be 30 times more powerful than THC. Wouldn't so, that be one and the same? I... I don't know i'm just like it, it's only a matter of time till we're free basing our weed you know you just you put you're crumbling it up onto a little spoon you yeah, got that point you're carboxylated making, um, on the spoon yeah that's I, I know people that do that already it's called <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it's so tell me about this tell me because okay we just had to sidetrack real briefly, Michigan legalized marijuana this year. Oh, uh, that's right. I myself do not smoke it, but I do sometimes consume it. Um, I'll either um, tinctures or something like that. Sure. I don't really like being high. I actually legitimately do it because I have arthritis in my left leg, mm-hmm. and sometimes it gets to be a pain in the ass. And I and, and uh, I started Literally. it. I had to have hernia surgery. And like, well, your options are opioids. And I'm like, no, fuck no. that noise. I don't want opioids. Yeah. And my doctor's like, well, how are you about mar- How are you about marijuana? I'm like, I'm pretty good with marijuana. Yeah, I'm pretty it's happy cool. about the marijuana. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, the job that I was at, I did a lot of driving, and of course, I couldn't. I, I really like didn't do anything. The new job I got now, everybody at my job's like, we did. But um. So I do frequently um, consume it, but not to the point where I get super messed up. So um, we have the Michigan, it was legalized, but there was a provision in the law that said any city has the right to not allow legal marijuana sales within their city limits. But however, they will not be able to cash in on the tax revenue and things like that collected from it, from sales throughout the state. So we only have... We, up until just recently, we had two, one dispensary, which was in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is about 45 minutes to a half hour away from me. On any given day, the line wraps around the building three times, and they are continuously, almost on a daily basis, sold out of product. They just wow. opened up another one closer to me. So me and a friend of mine were like, well, you know, let's go to what's let's you know, it was kind of like going into your first porn shop. You know, it's like, let's go to a dispensary and see what this is all about. 
So we get there, we pull up, um, immediately like driving by the place, you are overwhelmed with the immense smell of Mary Joanna. You're like, wow, we have arrived. We're here. And so we, we walk up and look at it and, uh, it looked like a very nice, um, Arabic owned party store from the outside in that. I mean, it had the stecco, like Greek (laughs) pillars, you know, you know, it It got all spa like. Yeah, it looked kind of like it looked very faux Grecian or whatever. That's yeah. there's no other, you know. It look, it's like you walk up and you poke it. It looks like it's like it looks. It looks like it's like. <laughs> poke it. But you tap it, and it's actually like that blowing on styrofoam glued stuff that they. Oh paint. yes, you know, yes. What I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So the whole building was done like that. It looked nice, but it looked like it was either like some kind of of Middle Eastern party store or pizza place, <laughs> but whatever. Are there a lot of Middle Eastern party stores in Michigan? Or? Oh, yes. What yes, is actually, a Middle Eastern party store? Um, well, we, I live right by Dearborn, Michigan, which is basically miniature Saudi Arabia. This part of Michigan has the <laughs> highest concentration of Arab Americans anywhere in the United States. Uh, it has wow. the highest concentration of Arabs in America short of Saudi Arabia. So, you know, that's, you know, but, but, but if, if you live in Michigan, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you live in New Jersey, you like New Jersey, they have like that whole, um, like the, the, um, how do I put it? Um, um, what's the, what's New Jersey? God, I'm, I'm becoming incredibly racist here and I'm not trying to, <laughs> but, um, um, I tell hey, you, who are those people that are always over there well, you know, in like, uh, Jersey the Italian houses and stuff in New Jersey? They're not, yes. they're, they're like the one with the over- bathtubs buried partially in the ground with a Mary statue. In it. Yeah. They're really, really, <laughs> over- well, yeah. So anyhow, so we go to this place, we walk up to it and there's a big sign on the door. They've only been open for like two days. They ran a big article in the newspaper. This city said, okay, we're going to allow legal marijuana sales in this city. And you know, uh, we walk up and there's a big sign on the door. Again, it didn't look, it was on a kind of a shady area, which that's what a lot of these cities are doing here. They're like, all right, you can open up a dispensary, but you have to open it in this part of the neighborhood. And it has to be, the building has to be improved. It has to look nice. So what the cities are doing is, you know what, that part of sound sucks. We'll let them open up there on the provision that they have to clean it up. So a lot of the people that are selling marijuana here are like, sure, we'll do it. We don't care because we're going to sell so much marijuana. So me and my friend go there. We walk up to the door, big sign on the door in big letters saying we are out of everything except for flowering plants. And that's it. That's all they've got. All their edibles are gone. Their smoking things oh are gone. All they have is actual bags of weed or plants or what have you. So we're like, all right, let's go inside and take a look. I'm thrilled. We yeah. <laughs> whatever we're here you know again it's like going to your first porn shop you know so we right. walk in and you walk into this room and it looks like a doctor's waiting room and there's all these people standing around and like as soon as we walk in everybody in the room like all the eyes are on us they look at us which immediately made us feel uncomfortable we're like hi we're here to buy pot you know I didn't <laughs> say that, that's what we felt like and then they've got this big picture window in the middle of the room where you actually see into the pot store where they act, where the where the quote unquote deals are done, and it looks like it looks like going into a smoke like a tobacco <laughs> shop. There's all these things hanging on the wall and stuff, but you can't get into. They buzz people in two at a time, so you're in a waiting room waiting to be buzzed to go into that room to be able to make your quote unquote said purchases. And I'm like, man, I really don't. You know, it wasn't I, I, stupid me. I just thought you would walk in there and be like walking into a store. Well, no, they can't do it that way for security reasons because so they set are up like I, an inner city Chinese restaurant. And well, this thick far, plexiglass and far nicer though. It, it, didn't, yeah. it didn't look dumb. It looked rather like walking into a doctor's office waiting room. And it, you oh. know, they had a big glass where you can see into the room. 
and, and you could see into the room where you go buy stuff. And inside that room, it looked like you were walking into like your typical smoke tobacco shop. You know, you could see vape stuff hanging on the wall. And the display cases were all empty except for like what looked like bags of weed or something like that. We didn't really get a good look. But I was like, well, there's really no reason, reason for us to be here because I was going to go get some gummy worms or like all my buddies like buy these big giant like gummy blocks. I've never had them before. And they're like, dude, if you take a bite off of this, you're going to like veg for hours, man. Yeah, I've I'm, seen them. My yeah. friend will have them and I'll be, I'm like, he's like, here, take one of them. I'm like, well, how much do you take? Oh, I eat half. All right, then give me a 16th. Yeah, like my, <laughs> just take a bite, dude. Don't, don't I'll be, you know. But um, again, I'm. I only do this when I'm at home and I don't have to drive anywhere. I'm very, very responsible about this stuff. And yeah, I'm always at my buddy's house, and they hand you this too. giant like gummy brick, and it's oh, got like a God. little bite taken off of the corner. Like that's all you need, dude. Don't take too much of a bite because you're going to be messed up. And I'm like, okay, yeah. but I'm I'm not at home, so I never partake of it unless I'm at home. So I'm like, finally. I can go buy this, I can go home, I can do stuff, I can sit in front of the computer, and I can eat, like, the inth smallest amount of a gummy thing yeah. and, you know, get buzzed or whatever. No, no good, because <laughs> people are like, yeah, that stuff sells out instantaneously. you got to be here, like, really early, like, oh ass gosh. crack of dawn before the store opens, be yeah, first in line, because that stuff always sells out within the first, like, half hour, 20 well, minutes or something. Like there's nothing else to do in Michigan but go well, there, to Dr. Pole and listen places. to Kid Rock. Yeah, pretty much. There's only two <laughs> around me that you can now go buy, legally go and buy marijuana from a dispensary. And from what I'm told, because I'm I'm not a pot going buying guy. Everybody right. tells me like, yeah, it's monstrously expensive right now because the supply and the demand is so off, and people will pay whatever. You know, you know, they'll, 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 they're like, yeah, it's expensive, but we're buying it from a place that's licensed. We don't have to worry about getting in trouble. We know what we're buying is good quality product. Um, Etc. and so on and i'm like man this just sounds like a whole lot of hoops to jump through to be able to do this so i'm like yeah well i know i looked at my buddy i'm like let's let's get out of here and so we took off and you know they got a tattoo or something like that we just took off and you know they got a tattoo and we went and got chinese and ate sushi but it's crazy how things kind of change you know it's like ah this is too much work to get weed back in the day you'd have to you'd have to you'd have to text somebody from a landline then they'll like you know, get back to you on your on your pager. <laughs> it was easier to get marijuana before it was legal. Now that it's legal, everybody's buying up every yeah. all the legal places are buying up marijuana as fast as they can get their hands on it because that's it's they're they're selling it so much anymore. So by by making it legal, it's effectively kind of destroyed the market. So yeah. my thing is like a you know the cities need the money from it i'm like do it because we're michigan and like the, the ann arbor the city that's making huge amounts of money it's a pretty nice rich uh higher income city they really don't need i'm gonna get shot by people who live out there now they really <laughs> but they don't like but there's like the other city that's doing it they need the money their roads suck it's it's not a great city their school system sucks and they're like yeah we'll do this we'll take the money now, downtown Detroit, we're getting way off topic here, but downtown That's Detroit said, yeah, we'll let you sell marijuana in our city. And so they only allowed so many dispensaries. The people were approved by the state. They paid the licenses. They did everything they had to do. And then the city was like, well, you know what? Maybe we don't want to have marijuana in our city. Really? So That's what they're worried about in Detroit? Yeah, that's the fun thing. <laughs> they should so be now, handing that out for free. That I know of, these licenses aren't cheap. It's like two grand plus to get wow. a license to sell marijuana you gotta you it's not like opening up like uh, like opening up a mcdonald's or something or a fast yeah. food chain you gotta go through a lot of hoops 
to to open one of these places up it has to look a certain way it can't be in so many hundreds of i don't know like a million miles away from a school it's oh, got to look Lord. a certain way it's got to have so much insecurity i mean they, they put a lot of regulations which is fine by me i don't really yeah. care if you're gonna do 20, it do it right make it, 20, make years, it I'm sorry, 20 years from now they'll have like hey we'll give you a hundred thousand dollar grant if you open up a pot store in rural nebraska well, I'm kind of I'm in the camp of, you know, do it that way, because, yeah, it's something that if it's if it's going it, to uh, there's far more regulations on the sale of marijuana than there is alcohol. But sure. again, they're making these places open up in really shitty parts of town, but they're they're improving the building and stuff. And, you know, it's they're making the buildings look nice. It's not it's it's not like it wasn't That's what great. I thought it was. Like yeah. I've been, I've been by ones in Vegas and looking through the windows, and these guys are wearing shirts like it's a Best Buy. You know, it's not, it's not oh like, it's not like Tommy Chong sitting, yeah. like, it's not like walking into a head shop. You know, right. from what I'm, you walk in these places and you can say, I'm looking for something to get me to sleep. Okay, and these people are really educated, and in my opinion, that's the way I'd like to see it be because yeah. that's what's going to kill the stigma and get rid of all this. Absolutely. Oh, you know, it's you know, it's the idea of walking into a head shop run by Tommy Chong. That's that's what feeds into the negativity of it, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's me ranting, and I'm done. But go ahead and talk about <laughs> that's completely okay. <laughs> yeah, back to free base marijuana, or what? Apparently, they have now named Tetra hydric cannabiforol yeah t-h-o-r-o-l or t-h-c-p and it'll deliver 30 times the high right you know 30 times the high of t-h-c or any high at all is unclear so they got nothing so they found this new compound and they're like ah it could be 30 times more or not Okay. It's got, so, so it's okay. Uh, uh, we with we found out some really great information on this, but we forgot. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we got so high. <laughs> so apparently Italian scientists also discovered a second previously unknown compound that they named CBDP. It appears to be a cousin of CBD, the medical compound known for its anti-inflammatory blah, blah, blah. And uh, apparently, I, I think they just forgot. But okay, so the, does CD, CDP, does that, does that get you high? I, no. But it's just more it's just more, <coughs> more effective for, like, relieving aches and pains and stuff like that. I don't know. It must be three more paragraphs now. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Just reading this article is getting you high right now. <laughs> the compound. <coughs> See, there it is. There it is. The compounds were isolated <laughs> and identified from the Italian medical cannabis variety known as FM2. I, what? what Using mass spectrometry, mixed spectrometry. <laughs> Look what you've done to me. Using mass spectrometry, the metab. Oh, you're killing me. The metabolum, the metabolomics. What the hell is metabolomics? process is used to find the base chemicals of a sample or molecule i don't even understand that anyway the authors <laughs> the authors assess the ability of thcp to bind to human cannabinoid receptors found in the endocannabinoid system we have an endocannabinoid system anyway. <laughs> <laughs> by sending the compound to a lab to be tested in a tube that's what it's yeah, I'm sure it got tested real well. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> the authors assessed the ability 
of THCP to bind the human cannabinoid receptors found in the endocannabinoid system by sending the compound to a lab to be tested in a tube. Okay. The endocannabinoid system's job is to keep our body in homeostasis or equilibrium. And if it regulates everything from sleep to appetite to inflammation to pain and more. Okay. It sounds like my first marriage. When a person smokes marijuana, that kicks into high gear. The THC overwhelms the endocannabinoid system, latching on to cannabinoid receptors and interfering with their ability to communicate between neurons. I, I have that problem anyway, I'm pretty sure. THCP bounds strongly to both receptors, 33 times more than THC does, and 63 times more than another compound called THCV. <laughs> <laughs> the finding led the authors to wonder I, if they could get a ham sandwich delivered now. If, if THCP <laughs> might explain why some particularly potent cannabis varieties have a stronger effect that can be explained by the presence that can't be explained by THC alone. Blah blah blah. Alcohol side chains. No one cares. If uh, if you're a chemist so, out there and you want to know about uh, what they're basically saying is that they have found chains. a brand of weed that has a really strong THC compound and a really strong CBD compound. So what they're basically saying is is they can take this this THC and they can extract it down to its purest form, right. which in essence is is kind of yeah that's that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's exactly they're, what they're saying because they're saying the findings could enable the production of cannabis extracts for targeted physical effects. So one towards more to relieving inflammation. Instead of taking Advil, you'd take cannabinol, cannabinol or so whatever. What you're and, going to see happen because of things like this, and I think uh, this isn't the paranoid like conspiracy guy. I'm not turning into Alex Jones here because the frogs are turning gay. <laughs> yeah. This is one They're of the ways us. that marijuana is going to become legal or the, the this is one of the things that I think is affecting the regulation of marijuana because right. – what you're going to have is you're going to have these big pharmaceutical companies, and I know I'm going to sound conspir conspiratorial here, and I'm not trying to, but they can take these things and they can patent these strains in much the same way that you got companies like Monsanto that are patenting strains of, of vegetables and plants and things like that. You can apply that same science to cannabinoids, cannabis, ah, cannabis, whatever. Cannabinoidal. Yeah, THCB, PPD, OMB, G OBGYN. <laughs> OBGYN. So, but that's one of the ways that, that that's how an avenue of marijuana could potentially become legal. Marijuana is not legal, but this particular marijuana is legal because we're a big farm and we've paid a lot of money. But you're going to start seeing companies come in and patent certain strains of marijuana. And you're not going to be allowed to grow these unless you have a certain permit or you're going to see aye, these aye. things start to pop yeah. up. Well, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this no, but that's... has the potential for these things to happen. That seems legit, though. It's just a matter of, of actually patenting certain strains of marijuana to be able to do that. Right. So, you know, that's that's how it can be done because they can patent genomes and things like that along those lines. Hmm. And now that these companies are finding these things in marijuana, because marijuana, it's a plant. Anybody can grow it. You know, it's not real hard to go out and, and grow this stuff. You know, right. we all know buddies who've got... Dude, so I've heard. 
<laughs> I've got a six foot stalk in my backyard. I work with a guy that does that. I swear, these guys grow in their pot plants. It's like they're it's it's like most people show pictures of their kids. These dudes shows pictures of their pot their plants. Pot plants. Oh, I bet they're that, beautiful. Dude. Oh, it's all getting flowery and sticky. I mean, they get this little blink <laughs> in their eye, you know, like the, like harvest time's coming, you know. But they show off pot pictures of their pot plants. But anyways, so you know, that's as I was saying. This this is how this is a potential that you could see happen. I very much yeah. suspect it's going to. Oh, I'm sure, without a doubt, you're going to have you're going to have designer weed. I mean, it's just a matter yeah. of time. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where this is how these things start. You know, which you're kind of seeing designer weed now. Like you walk into a, a, a reputable pot, oh, store, yeah. pot store, and you can ask them. You know, the, the people that are on it, they really know their knowledge. Like, I, like I need a pot that's going to, like, I'm not looking to get high. I'm looking to get tired and go to sleep. Ah, then you want Seneca or you want this or you want that. That's right, another right. Thing about people that they, they really know their strains, like, immensely. They do. <laughs> and they go, <laughs> like, I, I prefer a 15% sativa, yes, you know, exactly. mixed with indica rather than all indica because that just yeah, keeps exactly. me where I need to be. Yeah, and I, I, I can also see. Perfect. No, if it ever becomes legal at a federal level, because that's really what's holding a lot of this stuff up, you're going to see what you had happen in the beer industry, where for at one time brewing beer, you, it was a family tra- passed down trade. You learned it from somebody. Now you have universities that are actually teaching and giving degrees on brewing beer and how hops work, and yeah. all of the things that go into it. I can eventually see like this becoming a form of botany, where you go to school to learn the different strains of marijuana and how to grow this stuff. Oh, it's I, got really yeah. crazy future ahead of it if people would just but i think it's eventually going to happen just because of like things you just read well they got to be competitive once every city is is having at least one if not more pot dispensaries or what could just be mm-hmm. pot stores pot cafes whatever into them it uh you're going to have to be competitive which is going to mean designer strains and yeah it's it's yeah, absolutely it's a matter it's i would say 10 20 years yeah. ultimately it's going to make it legal which is already happening is greed you're going to see people mm. once colorado started it and people went wow colorado is making a fuck ton of money off oh, of legal yeah. sales and people want to go and buy it legally these people at the shop so that yes they know they're paying more but they can just go there and get it it's not like hey dude you got a guy that's got an eighth you know anyways right, right. let me right. uh let me toss a story at you yes, I gotta yes. ask you okay. okay so have you ever had a buddy that's gotten really high on weed and ripped off candy bars or something from you? Lighters. We would always steal each other's lighters. Okay. So what is the how, – how pissed off if, – if somebody were stealing your candy bars, how pissed off do you think you would get at somebody for doing that? It's not. It's just a candy bar. Would you get pissed <laughs> off to attack your buddy with a weed eater over a candy bar? Oh, my God. This has to be Florida. No, this is Kentucky. You're close. Kentucky. Actually, oh, that's, not really close, but close enough. That's northern this Florida. This is um, WVLT8, and this is Kentucky man attacked man with weed eater over stolen candy bars. Um, it's a um, late, older age, age gentleman who's balding, who's got the mustache. Um, he's got the sweat collar. He's been sweating around the collar, the oversized collar. I'm just going to send you the link in the uh, <laughs> in the, uh, the Skype window here. Gotcha. And um, I'm going to send it over to Skype a window. There's the link. You can click onto it. Uh, Pike County, Kentucky. A recently, this is this is kind of an old. Oh, he's yeah, some he's a looker too. Yeah, what like see the sweat ring around the there and the, the overstretched collar. You right. know, so this guy's obviously had a few Bud Lights. Um, if 
five and a half feet tall. You know, looks like a great commercial for a Viagra guy. Uh, People. A recently released arrest citation sheds light on an incident in Pike County, Kentucky, that ended when one man attacked another with a weed eater. According to sister station WYMT, on June 21st, Pikeville police officers were called to Jefferson Street on a report that two men were fighting. When they arrived, the officers said they found a man suffering from multiple wounds all over his body. Officers say the victim told the told that Randall Fordyce? 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 Well, we'll call him Fordyce. He had attacked attacked him with a weed eater repeatedly <laughs> even as the victim retreated back into his apartment this isn't something that i should be laughing at but it's, it's, it's funny, funny as hell. I, I can't not laugh at this it's this, this guy just, just looks like a neighbor that would be pissy like i mean how pissed off do you got to get that's this is like a snickers commercial right here except for it's in reverse you know, it's like, here, you should eat a Snickers. Why? I'm just saying you get a little pissy and want to kill people with a weed. You know, like, I eat the Snickers. And I would, but my neighbor done took my candy bars, so I had to hunt them down <laughs> with my weed eater. Officers were able to track down Forsyth, who reportedly told officers the fight started because the victim was stealing candy bars from him. Ford, Ford C. was arrested and charged with assault and wanton endangerment. Um, what did you do to wontons? Exactly. I love wontons. <laughs> I love wontons. was taken to the Pikeville Medical Center for treatment. Copyright 2019, WNT, all rights reserved. We didn't reserve any fucking rights to read that. So, <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to see this fight. I know it's bad. I'm <laughs> for this, but tell me you don't want to see some guy just whipping the shit out of another guy with a weed eater. Why for you come weed, over here you're taking like, my what? Snickers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because when I'm weed eating, I find myself going, God, I wonder what it would be like to just, like, get somebody with this thing. There's that there's that, there's that, that evil person in me that just wants to, like, go after somebody with a weed eater. So I can totally relate. Now, this guy saw the opportunity. He had the weed eater, and he went after him. It, it was probably a gas-powered one. I would assume it was gas-powered, A, because he's redneck. <laughs> B, you right. don't go chasing somebody down with a corded, oh, corded weed eater. The cord gets in the way. It's just not something you do. I have a cord-powered snowblower. It sucks ass. But it always runs. I plug it in, and it goes. Whereas the right. gas-powered ones, you got, I got to mess with them. The wintertime fuel sits. I go back to this situation, probably a corded electric, I mean, probably a gas-powered weed eater. It's got to be gas-powered, or otherwise got, your victim's going to get away. No self-respecting man wanting to use his weed eater as a weapon is going to get one with a cord. No, no. So, you know, if somebody does go about stealing your shit, pull out a weed eater on them. So, That's it. So uh, do you want to take us somewhere, or do you want me to read another one? Uh, read another one, and then I'll do two or okay. something like that. We're going to go to oddityscentral.com, and this is woman puts husband in a do-it-yourself chastity belt to prevent him from cheating. I have not pre-read this, as with most <laughs> of the story. This is a little bit of a lengthy article. We're going to go with it, and again, I'm going to follow up for that, so that's good. Good. Well, well, well then, I'm going to send you uh, the link in the Skype again here. And there it is right now. I love how the very first picture you see is a rusted nut. Okay. What? This is from Russia. Yes, right there. It is. Boom. This is Why in Russia. Of course, it's in Russia. A Ukrainian man nearly lost his genitals after his wife put him in a painful do-it-yourself chastity belt for being unfaithful. This is where it gets weird. The unnamed man in his 40s from the city of Zaharia. We'll call it Zap. Oh, it's Zaprozia in southern Ukraine told doctors that he woke up one morning early this week to find a metal, a big metal nut screwed onto his wiener. That's <laughs> wiener. This is where I pause. Okay. Anytime anybody is messing with my wiener and I'm asleep, I wake up. 
How did this dude sleep through a woman putting a nut on his wiener? How sound Wodka. of a sleeper do you have to be to not feel a nut being screwed on to your penis? Lots of Anyways, now, I also wonder, was did he have morning wood at the time? Did that make it easier? Did that make it, quote, harder? I don't know. We're going to get there. Uh, I had wood. It had been, in quotations, installed by his wife <laughs> as a way to stop him from being unfaithful. But the man claimed that it was strangling strangling his organ. There's a space between his and organ. Yeah, I see His organ. His tried dot, 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 organ. Himself. Yeah, he tried removing <laughs> it himself, but the nut didn't budge, so he had no choice but to call the ambulance. Okay, so he could not unscrew the nut on his nut, so he couldn't nut. <laughs> Just to put that into perspective, unfortunately for the desperate man, hospital staff could do little to help with his delicate problem. So delicate. a specialist team of rescuers were called in. What what specialist team? <laughs> you were an EM, you were an EMT <laughs> operative, sir. So you should be able to relate to this. I'm surprised. Yeah, I was, I was never good enough stuff. to be on the wiener rescue. Uh, yeah. They used a circular saw to slice the piece oh, of metal into no. while pouring water on it to keep it from overheating because of the friction. There, was, there wasn't too much they could do about the sparks, so the patient just had to endure. Okay, get this mental image into your head. A bunch oh, of people are God. gathered around a guy on a bed. Sparks are flying everywhere off of his crotch. They've probably got some welder mask or some kind of a facial mask on. The guy's freaking out. It's getting hot. Oh, They're dumping God. water on his dick myself i'd be like my god this a burns and b if you overcut i'm already circumcised once what's gonna happen so um while pouring water to keep a blah 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 blah, okay there wasn't too much they could do so the patient just had to endure we received a call from doctors who asked to remove the (laughs) rescuer uh oakland's alexander brinko alexander brinko said oh it's alexander okay oh it's russian Uh, alexander Uh, yes back now we use a special we use special equipment to do the job the man was <laughs> break out the anti-nut wrench under anastasia thank god for that while right. cutting off the object they do have a picture of the dude uh yeah they 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 put him the nighty night we often face similar incidents no you no, don't you don't <laughs> Not even in Russia. You're lying to me. We often face similar incidents, and we are quite trained in removing rings, handcuffs, and other objects off of people's bodies. In this case, we actually saved the man's penis. He will be able to become become a father in the future. Hopefully, not with that woman. Fellow rescuer, uh, uh, Eduard Nico 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 Nebraska. Edward, uh, Nebraska. Sure. Uh, Edward, Edward, Nebraska added. The yeah. man is currently being treated in the hospital, but he's expected to make a full recovery. According to local media reports, he's considered asking for a divorce. You, you think? think. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. This, it said wiener and it has a rusty nut on it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Where are you taking us to? All right. I'm... Um, I have so many places I could go with this. I don't top, even know. Top rusty Russian nut. I dare you. <laughs> I, have I, you cut I, yourself I, manscaping? Have I, oh, have I ever? Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. I, I'm not ashamed the, of it. I have. No, the, the, the ambulance reminded me. So it was the first time ever manscaping because, you know, people really want to know about this. And, and I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't manscape until that moment. And I ended up cutting myself with the trimmer. Okay. And it is bleeding like a stuffed pig. Uncommon. <laughs> So I'm like trying. It's probably the teeniest and tiniest of cuts. Oh, you could tell it was like a little hole, you know. And I'm like, ah. So I'm, you know, trying to get this down there, and I'm just like, I'm on my way to an interview at the time, (laughs) 
And I'm like, I don't have time for this, and I can't show up with bloody nut pants. <laughs> you know? I have a follow-up so, story to this, but go ahead. So I end, <laughs> I end up getting um, super glue, and I'm like, this works in the Wait hospital. Hold on. I'm going to super glue this shut. Okay, so you're going to tell me that you were manscaping and you sliced, you sliced open you sliced open the jewel bag. Yes. Okay, I'm assuming towards the top of the jewel bag, probably closer uh, right, to the shaft. I no, it no, was bottom, down right oh, at the bottom. bottom okay, worst. bottom jewel bag. So you're going to tell me <laughs> I know where you're going with this. You're going to tell me that you yeah. super glued your nuts to your leg, aren't you? No, my finger to my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's stuck, and I, I don't know what to do, and I can't call an ambulance because all my friends were working <laughs> on it. <laughs> and my thumb is stuck to my nutsack. <laughs> oh, so I had to just hold my nutsack and rip my thumb off. Fucking <laughs> so get to my stupid fucking interview. <laughs> Say that again, please. Please, one more time. Just say it again, please. My <laughs> microphone. I had to hold my nutsack and just <laughs> rip my thumb off it. It hurt. Okay. <laughs> this is the vision I had in my head is you sitting in an interview with your hand down your pants. I, that's what it, I was afraid it was going to go to. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I can't win. <laughs> I just can't win. That being said, I have a vasectomy tomorrow morning. Gary, I cover some weird shit in my show. This is a first for me. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with this. Hope I don't know. Make a card for this occasion. <laughs> no, they do not. No, they don't. And, uh, I, I've seen some things, man, and some stuff. <laughs> Can you finish reading the story if possible, sir? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's more? Yes. <laughs> I'm already on to the next one. Ah! <laughs> Cats sneak into forensic center and eat human corpses. So apparently two cats sneaked into a Colorado Mesa University forensic investigation research station. It's a mouthful of forensic of corpses, a forensic research facility for human corpses. Oh, what? <laughs> I find, I'm still I have you on the show and I can't read anymore. Um, I'm the, still stuck with my hands with your hands stuck on your nuts as you're in an interview, but go ahead. <laughs> Two cats sneak in the Colorado Mesa University's forensic research station, a forensic research facility. Yeah, that's what it says above for a human corpse meal. So evidently they have bodies that they put out like a body farm. Yeah. And cats got in and started nom nomming on the corpses. Yeah, but they, they, you know, they're just like, hey, there's a bunch of these. So, you know, one cat went to one body and the other cat went to the other body. Yeah, they had a group on. And I think you (laughs) they mentioned that both corpses were senior citizens in their 70s. Isn't that ironic? (laughs) So forensic research facilities specialize in helping researchers, coroners and medical examiners study how donated in parentheses human bodies decompose. When placed in different outdoor situations, such as a cat diner. So it turns out cats, maggots, dogs, and probably any animal on some Caribbean nationals uh, will eat anything if it's hungry enough. Yeah, no kidding. 
Yeah, yeah. we're we're meat. We're we're dead. Of course, cats are. Yes, I, I've heard horror stories of like the, the, I don't know if they're urban legends. They probably are of like the old. Well, you're you're an EMT person. You'd know this of like yeah. old people like old crazy cat ladies dying, and then they, they call they people go in to find out check on the person, yeah. and they find a half eaten body in a house full of cats. They you know? do. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that it happens. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Luckily, I've never had that. I had the spider lady guy guy and lady mm-hmm. but evidently he bred uh tarantulas for pet stores mm-hmm. so i come in there and first my I, first thing is i see a cage with a door open i'm like this door's supposed to be open right because wait otherwise Did this dude die and then the tarantulas got to him no i wish no, that's terrible and i was bringing his mom home no i wish that's terrible okay go I ahead was, yeah <laughs> I was bringing his mom home from the hospital and thinking, Am I, is this a good idea? The guy had like 20 cages in one room, and they were all just like five or ten tarantulas in each cage. It was a uh, it was a tarantula farm. Oh, no, I'd be out. I'd be out. Yeah. No, no. no sorry. We, could do a, we could do a whole show on strange EMT stories. I've always wanted to do that with you. All right. Yeah, we should. So... Are you done with that one, or is there more? Yeah, to it? no, that's okay. uh, that's uh, other than it said that they uh, preferred the gnaw apparently on the shoulder, the abdomen, and the ears. Since we yeah. um seem to have this fixation with nuts and bolts and you know <laughs> stuff like that, um, I'm gonna move on to the protest that happened over. We just we just recently had the Super Bowl. I right. I am not a football guy at all, probably because I live in Detroit and the Detroit Lions have never ever in my life ever been a winning team of any kind. <laughs> so like I generally Jets. pay attention to basketball and hockey, sometimes baseball. I, I don't watch on TV, but I'll go to a baseball game and watch it in person because sure. it is fun to watch in person. But I have never ever been a football person, so I I had zero fucks to give about the Super Bowl in any way, <laughs> shape, or form whatsoever until i saw this so apparently um i'm just gonna read it uh formula one protesters and anti-circumcision group staged demonstrations outside the super bowl uh apparently group one got into a fight with group number two so you have the anti-circumcision league out there fighting with a bunch of formula one protesters we're gonna get to this <laughs> why is formula one protesting it's a football game why are cir- anti-circumcision <laughs> protesting well the, the formula one people actually make sense in the context of the story why the circumcision people were there i don't know but it I gets weird uh <laughs> super bowl number whatever the hell super bowl live liv yeah, i don't i don't, I don't Roman know numerals because hey i'm american and we don't need to do that shit yeah, i got nothing got off to the got off for the most part without a hitch on sunday in miami gardens two groups however gathered outside hard rock stadium ahead of the game lobbying against a potential formula one race and a and circumcision in the united states miami dolphins owner stephen ross is among a group working to bring formula one miami uh grand prix to the area around hard rock stadium starting in 2021 county commissioners are set to vote tuesday on legislation that would formally approve that plan local residents in miami gardens which are pretty old and probably just shit themselves all the time however aren't happy about it the race while it wouldn't close any public roads would bring loud noises and extra pollution to the surrounding neighborhoods i get that scene from anchorman where steve carell is going loud noises uh surrounding neighborhoods significantly more than uh the normal uh, yeah, okay. Uh, the race, while it wouldn't close the public roads, would bring loud noise, extra pollution to the surrounding neighborhoods, significantly more than what normally occurs during a sports event or concert at the stadium. 
It's about oh, our health. God. It's about our families. Local residents, Phyllis Simpkins, whose actual name is probably Karen, who lives just <laughs> blocks from the stadium, told USA Today. The Do noise I would be, Karen. Yeah, the noise <laughs> would be coming in our front doors, our back oh, doors, everywhere. Sake. Nobody oh, wants oh. to be in your back door. Miami-Dade County Commissioner <laughs> Barbara Jordan. Don't I know it. Barbara Jordan. That sounds like something from Batman. Uh, joined protesters on Sunday. Yeah, that, that was Batgirl, I believe. Anyways, uh, protesters on Sunday, according to USA Today, and even reportedly got into several arguments with police officers. Whoa, you go, Barbara, who were trying to curtail the protesters as fans arrived to walk into the game. Jordan described that that's a bad idea. You do not want to fuck is. with a bunch of pre-drugged up football <laughs> For Super no. Bowl people, that's not good. In that's Florida. not going to be good. Not a good idea, Karen. Jordan no. described the decision to move the race to Miami Gardens as environmental racism. Uh, okay. Um, simply because a billionaire owns the stadium, he thinks he can do whatever he wants. I'm waiting to get to the circumcision uh, part. Yes, people. that's correct, ma'am. And we're that's getting very there. astute of you. <laughs> Jordan said, yeah, "USA Today, we're not protesting the Super Bowl. We love that, but this we're not is wrong." Protest. And then it goes to a clash with bloodstained men. During their protest, Jordan and a group were reportedly confronted by bloodstained men, a national nonprofit lobbying to end circumcision, according to the Miami Herald. Jordan, per, new, uh, per the Miami Herald, led the confrontation against the anti-circumcision group, standing in front of their sign and accusing the group of being paid by Ross to disrupt their protests before oh police intervened. Go tell Ross to pay your pay you a little bit more, Jordan yelled at the protest, protester who had his crotch painted red. No word if his name was Gary and he was holding his balls at the time of his <laughs> So I was really hoping to hear more about the anti. Okay, we got the Formula One people. They're really pissed off because the, their Formula Runs One race is coming and they don't want to deal with the pollution and the noise. I'm more interested as to why a bunch of anti-circumcision people were at this particular. What were they trying to prove? I don't know. They know it's a choice, right? I don't. I don't get. Well, not, I mean, I didn't. I, I mean, I'm not protesting, and I'm not. I, want, I don't want my right. skin back, but I didn't have a choice when it happened to me. So you know, oh, but it's I worked out pretty well saying. for me. I haven't had any problems. Yeah, there's, there's this. You don't. Have you, you've never heard about this anti-circumcision? Yeah, movement? there was a guy. When I used to take the bus all the time, there was an old man on the bus who seemed pretty angry about the, his lack of foreskin, and he would constantly hand out anti-circumcision literature. But you know, I, I. I tend to not take literature Actually, from old men up. talking about penises on the bus. Uh, there's more. It's, oh, there's a, there's a website for them called bloodstainedmen.com. I'm going to click this. Hold on. Oh, We're all going to go on this ride too. together. Yes. Bloodstained what? Bloodstained. It's all one word. Bloodstainedmen.com. Hold on a minute. I've also got Leanne bugging me. What is she doing? Oh, she's sending me videos. I know she's going to hear this. woman. <laughs> We're, we're we're listening about circumcised men here. Uh, vote no on child circumcision. Uh, more American parents are following the voice of the European medical community, which has condemned American doctors from baby circumcision. Yeah, there's a whole thing on this here. Oh, are you at the website? Yeah. Okay, what do you see? I want you to describe what you see on the website. Uh, <laughs> do it. For, Come on. First of all, you got, you know, a, a guy, you know, kind of with his arms out and is, you know, standing like he's saluting no. the sun or something the picture in a... the background good sir describe it oh you got the capitol building but i can't see the people in like tyvek with 
red splash blood all over their crotch. Yeah, they're wearing full white suits, holding up signs, and their crotches are all painted blood red. If you look on the left-hand side of the screen, about the sixth guy over next to the guy with the stop sign, he looks like he's holding up a sign with two cans. He looks like he's got a boner underneath that outfit. Does he not? see that much background huh how do you see that much back oh you must have your window all the way open let me yes ah there we go look at the guy at the stop sign and look to the right somewhere my friend dan is going open your goddamn window yeah oh the stop sign i see that now look to the right look at the guy holding two beer cans on the sign and look down does it not look like he's sporting wood actually the guy the very first guy (laughs) looks like he's possibly sporting wood too um i (laughs) I have never been angry. What's with yet. the the short guy that's all body and and hardly yeah, a head? The shrunken that? head dude. Yeah, it's like it's like a leg. It's it's legs <laughs> with a red sign. It I don't like know. Me with with a no head and like a tomato where my head would be. I have never been angry about. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe because I never had it, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't Seven know. up, never had it, never will. Um, right. So uh, wh- where are you taking us next? No, oh, I'm. This is a rabbit hole, this site. You can donate to them. All right, I have to click on the button that says do it yourself. What? No. Wait, hold on. There's a do it. What do, you, what do you mean there's a do-it-yourself button on here? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so you can become okay. a uh, penis oh, you can warrior. Beca- oh, you can become a penis warrior. Oh, that's a letdown. Bloodstained no. men and their and their friends. Assembly their, on, <laughs> and their friends is a 501k. Oh, they've got signs you can print out. You can you oh. can <laughs> assemble your own. You can buy pants. You can buy white pants that are pretty bloodstained. Follow this tutorial to make your own BSM attire. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Oh, uh, I see it. What a hot mess. I did take a baby with a botched circumcision once. Oh! On the ambulance. Yeah, they cut the whole tip off. Oh, my God. Oops. Ow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, luckily it was a baby, so it didn't know any different. It just oh. figured that life was horrible, and it wasn't wrong. Oh. <laughs> oh wow. Could you just somewhere, take us to the next article, please? Oh. Yeah, somewhere there's a very sad rabbi. Massachusetts serial pooper arrested after police catch her defecating in parking lot. I, I'm going to put... It, we uh, will find the perpetrator. Uh, most of these on uh, on the uh, show notes, but if you don't click on anything, click on this one article just to see this woman's boohoo face, and click on the video. Send, a message... send the link over in Skype. Oh yes, yes. Hold up. I need to see. I need to see this woman's <laughs> Wait, face. Wait, see woman's face. This looks like a woman who was caught taking a shit in a parking lot. Hmm. A Massachusetts woman accused of defecating in the parking lot of a local Nantic store for months was for months, comma. Oh my God! Part, wow, this was arrested was a, was arrested Wednesday after she was caught in the act. Reports say Andrea Grocer, I don't want her groceries. Fifty-one was charged with eight counts of wanton destruction property. All these people doing don't stuff like to wantons. wantons. Yeah, yeah, what's up? After a Nantic police officer said he saw her defecating outside the Nantic outdoor store around 7 a.m., she went out there for her morning dump. Morning police were first. <laughs> right. People, just wait. People were first alerted to the serial pooper in December when Henry Canner, the store's owner, reported human feces there on eight separate occasions since October. 
Police began investigating, initially believing it might be an animal, but then found toilet paper, quote, and other wipes. Nantic Police Department spokesman, Lieutenant Kara Rossi, uh, they gave this to her on purpose. <laughs> an, office was, an officer was patrolling the parking lot Wednesday when he spotted Grocer waiting in the lot to clear. Opening the driver's side door of her Lincoln MKX and defecating out the door. MKXs aren't cheap either, so... No, she's a nanny. Just wait. So Grocer was pulling over, was pulled over after driving off and told police that she was on her way to a home up the street where she worked as a nanny, but stopped because she has irritable bowel syndrome, according to the rest report. Her employer told police, however, that Grocer has access to their restroom. This, coupled with the length of time that passed with Grocer in the lot, led to her arrest. I'm so happy they arrested her, Canner told Metro West. I have no idea who she is. This has been ongoing. She has defecated quite often here. There's nothing more disgusting than coming into your parking lot in the morning and seeing a pile of human excrement. Grocer was released without bail and is due in court on March 2nd, as long as she can find a place to take a dump. And that was from uh, I, I, Fox News because I, I had just because this was Fox News, I had to take this. This is the one true article. Oh, did I say that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, who says their news isn't shit? So, oh, yeah, we used to do a show every year called This Year in Fecal Matters. We quit yes. doing it. We quit doing I it a couple it. years ago, but I still That's do poo-poo. it. I will do it on another podcast. There's another show that I uh, there are friends mm-hmm. of mine. So I'll go on there once a year and I'll, I'll do it on their show. <laughs> well, the problem we were having is if I tried to get an interview with a guest or something, like we tried to have. Oh, you um, said that. Yeah, a doctor come on the show. And, and it, it, when somebody asks you to come on the show, you either go and check out what the podcast is before you go on there or you have your people check it out. And all these <laughs> I'm never going to have any guests. We do all these other shows, and then it like it would just seem like that would be the one show they would like. We could have done the show ten months before, and the guest would find that show and be like, you know what? I really don't think I want to go on your show because it's like, well, that's just a one-off. We do that every once in a while. They have fun, and they're like, nah, nah. I think I'm good, dude. Sir, sir, everyone poops. Yes, everybody poops. Everybody (laughs) poops sometimes. So I gotta ask you this. Yes. Um, Okay. So. You got a dog, right? Have you had a dog? I've had a dog. Okay. So when you were walking your dog, if somebody's dog bit your dog, what would you do? I would bite him back. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) Close. Close. This is. We're gonna go back to Florida. We're gonna go back to Florida. Oh, outstanding. Outstanding. In keeping with the theme of attacking somebody with something, this man. This is a Florida man's dog bit another dog. Then he turned the dog's toy into a deadly weapon. Deputies say. I'm gonna send you this link right now. I'm gonna wait until you see a picture of the guy that they arrested. Well, he looks pretty normal. <laughs> There's got to be something I'm missing. He looks like he's from a, com- a comedy show or something. Look, look at the look on his face. He, he does. The he insane does. smug look, you know, and then like one eyebrow is slightly raised like he's Vulcan, you know? <laughs> this does look like a... He's got like a weird a, green shirt on of some kind. He does. Uh, as a Florida man's dog attacked another dog Monday evening, it looked like the man was running over to separate his dogs from the dog. It was biting up, he said. Let me reread that because that sentence came out like total utter garbage because that's the way it's written as a florida man's dog attacked another dog monday evening it looked like the man was running over to separate his dog from the dog it was biting deputy <laughs> said what it says. yes 
take a breath, and move on. But the man didn't restrain his attacked dog during the incident at the dog walking area in Gainesville, Florida. Ah, oh, there it is. Instead, the attacking dog's owner took the green tennis ball launching dog toy and used it to strike the owner of the other dog in the face. <laughs> the face. Let the dogs fight, okay? This is like this is like a tag team wrestling match here. It's Florida. It's a whole Meantime, the dogs have coffee and they're like, so that was your day. Yeah, all like, right. He does this all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really sorry. I bet you do. Yeah, it's cool, dude. Don't worry. Yeah, my wife's being a real bitch. Yeah, mine's right. too. Yeah, you know. Funny how. So anyhow, so anyhow. Okay, so uh, uh, the attacking dogs or took a green tennis ball launching dog toy and used it to strike the owners of the dog in the face. The victim told the sheriff's office in the face. Thomas Phillips, 31, was arrested around 8 p.m. on charges of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon in connection with attacking the 33-year-old dog owner, according to the. Alchua, I'm sorry, Florida, your state is fucked up. County Sheriff's oh, Office Court. The charge is oh. second-degree felony. So, yeah, um, when the sheriff's deputies arrived, they found the victim with a swollen red face. The victim had an abrasion consistent, in quotations, with being struck in the face with a large tennis ball launcher. So the abrasions matched. The, like, there's a pattern of this. Like, oh, yeah, of we've course. seen this before. You've got beaten in the face with a tennis ball launcher. We have we have this on file. So, anyway, um, <laughs> this is Florida. We see this shit all the time. Call the EMT right. people. They'll tell you stories. Uh, okay. Oh, they will. Uh, separate. Okay. Uh, victim to be which had him a leash. Okay. The victim told deputies that he had arrived at the dog walking area Monday night with his dog on a leash, but that Phillips' dog, which wasn't on a leash, began to bite and attack the victim's dog, according to the sheriff's office. As the victim tried to separate the two dogs, his dog managed to get loose with his collar and leash. He said, in an effort to get the attacking dog to release his dog, the victim then took the leash of his dog had shed and used it to swing at Phillips, the biting dog. What? <laughs> he told the sheriff. <laughs> that's, that's one sentence, okay? Oh, Am I reading, I'm reading that properly. I'm so glad you don't have to be literate This isn't my dyslexic stupidity going on here. That's, that's <laughs> one sentence. And that's when Phillips ran over with him unexpectedly with a large toy. I'm, expect, I'm, I'm visualizing a dildo, of course. The victim said Phillips denied striking the victim with the tennis ball launcher, deputy said. Phillips, it was actually a dildo. Yes, the victim's <laughs> booked at the Alachia County Jail. At the, at least on at Thursday, according to county records. So, okay, it sounds like the guy took the leash off of one dog and started beating the other dog that was attacking his dog. So the guy walked up with a tennis ball launcher and started beating the guy who was beating his dog who was attacking his dog. Why does this shit never happen anywhere I am? Is it, is it, am I a terrible person that I want this to happen? I want to sit and watch this, drink my coffee, and be like, look at that shit. <sighs> okay, uh, moving on. What do you got? You know, I, I had this article that was interviewing a guy whose last name was Hanky, and I was all excited, and I can't find the Mr. Hanky article, so I'm going to have to go to something else. Uh, Ozzy. Everyone loves Ozzy. Poor Ozzy has Parkinson's. Kind of feeling bad for Ozzy. Yeah, but, he I mean, just then, released he, a record, too, and it's fucking great. It is <laughs> great. great. I'm record. also a big fan of Post Malone, if he could only get his shit together before he dies. Mm-hmm. So I hope that's possible. But Ozzy um, <laughs> has released a bat plush. So his career is reaching its 38th anniversary. And on January 20th, which is just going... Oh, January 20th, 1982, Ozzy was on stage. And everyone knows the story. He reached up, grabbed a bat, and ended up biting the head off of this live bat at a concert at Veterans Memorial Auditorium in Des Moines, Iowa. 
See, I was always told that that was that was an urban legend that the bat was fake, and then I also was right. told that the bat was real and it actually bit him on the bit him on the tongue or something like that. Yeah, and that I I had heard that he just kind of reached up, but I've been here they talk about that uh, Ozzy would say that he thought the bat was a toy thrown by the crowd, mm-hmm. but soon learned it was not. Now you can recreate that legendary moment with your own plushy bat with detachable head and all. Ozzy's 2009 memoir, I Am Ozzy, he recalled the legendary night. Immediately, dot, 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 something felt wrong, very wrong. Well, Ozzy, you're, you're out of blow and you've got a bat head in your mouth. But something was wrong. For a start, my mouth was instantly full of this warm, gloopy liquid. <laughs> that would be called blood, sir. Yeah, we'll just let that one go. With the worst aftertaste you could ever imagine. Are you sure this was a bad Ozzy? I could feel it staining my teeth and running down my chin, a groupie said. Then uh, the head was in my mouth and it began to twitch. I don't think this was a bat. You read just as good as I do, if not worse. So I, I feel better. <laughs> I feel better about myself now. They're just, they're just so poorly written. But it's yeah, like now you know. Now you now you yeah. know what me and my co-hosts go through. It's we call it word salad. It is. It's a mess, but the plushie is very cute. It's uh, kind of a charcoal-colored bat with little vampire fangs and ears and wings, and looks like it's probably the size of, like, one of those... What were those shit toys that old fat women used to... Uh... Beanie Babies? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> they used to buy in abundance. Fat shit toys. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it's got the Ozzy Osbourne name logo embroidered on its chest, and then the head comes off and it's got a little red round part on there. I'm going to take us over to Canada. Canada. Uh, yeah, this is, okay. uh, I told you about this one before the show. And this is, uh, with taxidermist help, or uh, taxidermist help, a Burnham man preserves bones in his amputated arm. Again, I have not pre-read this. This is coming from the <laughs> cbc.com, cbc.ca forward slash news right. forward slash Canada forward slash uh, Edmonton forward slash Edmonton, bunch of other shit after that. At that point, if you guys really want to go find it, I'm sure if you did, sure if you did a Google that, uh, search for preserved arm, you'd be able to find this story. I'll send you a link. You know, I'm going to send you a link anyways because you're probably going to put it in the show notes. So we're going to send this over right, right now. Boom. Right. And boom, you would think we would have done this before the show, but fuck no. Uh, <laughs> Why would we do that? I've already like deleted a couple. Luckily, they're still in Skype because I know what I'm doing. A taxidermist had to check. You don't want someone bringing you a random arm. Uh, when See, this is weird because I always, like, when I've had surgery, like, I wasn't allowed to keep, like, if I've had my teeth pulled. Well, actually, my dentist is pretty cool. He'll give me my teeth if I want them. But, like, right. I'm, I'm sure if I had to have something amputated, they're not going to give it to me. When I had my knee surgery and they took all the cartilage and stuff out, if I'd have said, hey, can I have my cartilage? They'd have been like, no. No, dude. No. Why? You know? Um, the toe bro gives you your toenails. Have you seen him? Oh no, no, I don't think I want to. Is this oh, like is this like an episode of Doctor Pimple Popper or something? It's like, like Pimple Popper, except he's digging out people's toes. Man, I can't do it. Oh. I finally met my match. I can't get through this show. It's, oh, oh he goes under there with a the little flat tool under your nail and God. goes in like. Do they inches. numb it up? Do they at least numb it up? Yeah, and he just literally jams this needle. Okay, in if this. it's numbed up, it's not as bad. That's I can oh, probably deal with it not feeling anything. That'd be okay. Oh, it's so rough. Okay, so uh, Mark Holmgren, 
had his arm amputated this spring, and he couldn't stand the thought of severing his uh, of his severed limb ending up in the trash. Instead, he had his arm bones cleaned, mounted, and preserved for posterity. Posterity? Yeah, posterity. First posterior. That's that's what I thought it said. It I almost read it that way. Uh, if I was going to get rid of it, I wanted to do something cool with it. You know what? I can relate. I, I would try to do this. I would totally try to have the bones mounted on my wall as would a conversation. No, I wouldn't cook it. But <laughs> it, there is something badass about having your old arm on your wall. It's a conversation piece. Like, oh yeah, I see your arm. Yeah, I've, I've got the bones in the office. Like if somebody said that to you and they were serious. Like the reaction would be that'd be cool as hell, you know. I, I want to put it in loose sight so I could still slap people with it. That's an idea, or like, <laughs> get like one of those clear rubber arms and have the bones put inside of that or something. I don't know. The the, the things you could do with the bones from your armor are endless. <laughs> oh, um, I thought for I thought about it for years, you know. Okay, this guy was supposed to have this amputation for years. I thought about it yes. for years, you know. I always see those Halloween decorations and a hand holding an ashtray or something like that. That's what I got the idea from. I'm I'm right there with you, dude. Yeah, I get that was 17 when he, he wiped out on his brother's motorbike, severely damaging the nerves in his right arm and shoulder. Uh-huh. The limb hung uh, immobile and numb on his side for years before he finally decided to have it amputated and can, uh, contact and contacted doctors at the University of Alberta Hospital. Okay, so... He got all shriveled up and gimpy and just kind of like... Don't even tell there. me that you didn't think about, like, this guy's got an arm that's numb that he can't do anything with. Don't even oh, yeah. tell me you didn't think about him when he was masturbating with it because, you know. Everyone looks strange. Yeah, that's that's the, yeah. exactly the strange. Anyways. But could he grip anything with it? I don't know. I mean, that, that, I don't know. If, I, I don't, I don't know if I would. this lifeless it. arm that keeps moving well, away It's not from lifeless. You. He just couldn't do anything with it. He couldn't feel anything with it. I'm sure it still had blood and everything going through, but it was just kind of like, yeah, oh whatever it's God. done. See, I would totally own this, not the masturbation. Yeah. But if I had to have my arm amputated, I'd be one of those guys that'd be like, okay, I need to go out and find me a really cool cyber arm that looks like all mechanical. It really doesn't do a whole lot, but looks really like I would have like a wood carved arm with the gears and shit in it. You know what I'm talking about? I'd like I'd, I'd get wanna... one of those barbecue spatulas. <laughs> yeah, you could have, you know, because at this point you've accepted you're going to lose the arm, and you might as well right. have fun with it. You know, you look like could... like Doctor Claw from the uh, right. from the Bruce Lee movie. You know. You have know, the attachment to screw on. I'd want the dumbest shit I could put on there. What, like a exactly. little, one of those little tiny dust brooms. Or, or like, uh, like a battery, like one of those battery operated, like, uh, like toothbrushes, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. or a Dremel, you know, who, who's a Dremel? Who doesn't want a Dremel arm, you know? Right. I, I mean, a Dremel if arm. And I would, I would, uh, cause it's, I'd say, yes, I'm losing my arm. This sucks, but I, I don't want, I wouldn't want it to get me down. I would want to own it and have fun right. with it. You know, because at that point, there's nothing you can do about it. You can be like, oh, nothing you know. says amputation of limbs like this is awesome. Well, if that's if the, if this were me, I'm, I'm sorry, if I I've, I've I've actually thought about this. If I had to lose my leg or something like that, oh my god, I, you ride a bike. Don't even say that. No, but if I did, if it did happen, yeah. I would be bummed about it for about a day, and then at that point, I would begin to drive everybody nuts with stupid ideas of oh, how yeah. things I would come up <laughs> to with accurate. that limb. And I would, because it'd be like, I could sit here and be bummed or depressed or sad for myself because I've lost this limb. It's done. There's nothing I can do about it. So at that point, let's have fun with this. Let's see what I can do to either be cool or ridiculously stupid. And I would and I would (laughs) own it because I would want people to be like, you know what? Maybe things aren't so bad, you know, because you can sit there and be somber and bummed about it. Or you can own it and try to do something cool or funny or whatever with it. So I'd be like, I need one of those like steampunk fake legs or something or, you know, or like a useless, you know, a useless attachment arm, you know, and I'd I'd try to have I would try to own it and, and just be stupid and have fun about it. 
Oh, anyways, moving on, reading the rest of the story. Moving on. So he was 17, he wiped out, the limb hung lifelessly, blah, blah, blah. After meeting with his surgeons, Holmgren sheepishly asked that he would be allowed to keep his severed arm after surgery. I uh, was even worried about asking the doctor, like, will they think I'm crazy or something? I can see why he would say that. But again, I would probably do this. But uh, but I asked, and they just <laughs> had me sign a piece of paper, and I could have it. There's there's a piece really? of paper that you can sign to keep yourself. Look at the look at the picture of the dude. Okay, he's got the hipster <laughs> beard. He's so happy. He's so happy. He's got his oh, look at him. garbage bag. Um, a few weeks. He's gonna go home and get like a craft beer, dude. I got yeah, and put on ironic glasses. But you know and, what? He's got his arm in a bag. Do you blame him? And he's happy. He's like, check me out, dude. I got my arm in a bag. I know a guy that looks just like this, and he would <laughs> be the same. arm in a trash bag. So, but how else would you look? That's amazing. I was even more okay. Uh, a few weeks after the operation, Holmgren brought his arm home from the hospital like it's a newborn baby. Oh, and it's a new arm. Oh, okay. what's my uh, arm? Brought his arm home from the hospital in a garbage bag and kept it on ice in his freezer as he tried to find a willing taxidermist for the job. Okay, so you're over your buddy's house. You don't know what's going on. You know he had an operation. You got any beer? Yeah, there's some in the freezer, dude. You open up the door. What's in the bag? Oh, it's my arm. You know, how do you, how do you, how do you broach that topic with people? How do you keep your arm in the freezer? This reminds me of another story, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, well, they kept a fake Sasquatch in a freezer. What's it's the difficult to find one willing to uh, find, uh, willing to handle his human flesh. They're pretty much shut down right real quick. Yeah, he contacts the up. He's like, can you preserve my arm? No, I don't, I'm not into that dude. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Holmgren said he was rejected five times before the hunter a hunter friend put him in touch with a Daniel Swift who space along with her <laughs> husband, along with her husband David so it was a chick that did this operates legends of taxidermy and and skull cleaning in Drayton Valley <laughs> and skull cleaning so <laughs> no kidding. Well, I, there, I understand. There's, there's, there are a lot of places you put a skull in there, and they have cockroaches that pick the bones clean. It's really cool. Oh, like, the deciduous hang, beetles. Yeah, they hang like skulls yeah. on the wall. I could totally see that. I did archaeology with this weird character. I won't mention her name, but she would pick up roadkill, bring it home to like the little, the little like empty terrarium or whatever, full of these deciduous beetles, and I'd be to her hotel room, and I'd be like, "Aren't you afraid those beetles are going to get out and like eat you in your sleep?" And she just look at me like I'm crazy. But she would, <laughs> That's a valid concern. It's a very valid concern. Uh, I but, thought he was joking. I don't think I'll ever get a phone call like that in my life. You will now. I think I have yeah. maybe 10 seconds. That's a, will, you, will you preserve my arm? 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 4,000, 1,000. Hello, 5,000. Are you there? 6,000. Hello, 7,000. 8,000. Did you hang up? 9,000. Hello, 10,000. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, whoa, yeah, I that's it. weird, but whoa, that's cool. Right attitude. That's the woman you want. When I told my husband yeah. about it, it was like, no way. But I said, it's too late. He's already on his way. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Many weird requests, and she often rejects customers who want their dead pet stuffed. Oh, I can understand that. But he wasn't squeamish about working with Holgram's arm. Okay, so you draw the light at dead pets, but someone brings you an arm, and you're cool with that. Gotcha. Priorities. I understand legit. where you're coming from. Sure. I get the feeling of not wanting to lose part of yourself, she, uh, she said. It was done to honor his arm. He, you know what? Sure. Mark thought uh, Mark brought his arm here, but I had to make sure he actually had one arm attached to his body because you don't want someone trying to bring in a random arm. Uh, okay, you are in fact missing an arm. Okay, yeah, this is your arm. Okay, it is the left arm. This is a left arm. This reminds me of that oh scene in uh, The Big Lebowski. You want a toe? I'll get right. you a toe. I can I'll get, get you a toe. You a right toe. Now. 
Um, <laughs> Swift met Holgram uh, before setting the bones aside a tank of flesh-eating beetles. See, told you. Uh, the colony of bugs picked the bones clean. It's human. It's not something that's scary. But when I actually took it out of the bag and held it, that's when I was like, whoa, this is a little creepy. <laughs> but at, some, at the same time, I thought, <laughs> I saw the man. This isn't attached. I, I, I'll get over it. Uh, after they would clean and bleach, Swift enlisted the help of a Mm-hmm. That's exactly who I would have called. Friend to reassemble the complicated network of bones. The project took some time, uh, that's for sure, she said. There's also just no way I was putting that puzzle together by myself. I think this is <laughs> in the top five requests of my life. Holgren, 38, has his arm on display in his home and couldn't be more pleased with the final product. It's probably n- put a nail on the wall and hang it like a... P- okay, I'll probably put a nail on the wall and hang it like a picture, he said. Right what? now, it's behind my sink. There's a little shelf behind there and some flowers <laughs> and plants and stuff. It's exactly what I wanted. It's all glued back together and it looks it looks oh, good. This is all articulated and everything. Yeah, it looks That's great. great. <laughs> this reminds That's me of I another mean. story. I don't remember the full details of it because it's kind of old. There was a documentary made about it, this topic, but a guy had his leg amputated and wanted right. to have it preserved. And then he left it in, apparently, no, he uh, left he it. Left it on the bus. No, he left it inside of a storage bin inside of a smoker, a smoker grill. And somebody Uh-oh. bought the storage bin out and they bought the grill on the inside of it. So the guy oh. had the leg and the guy was displaying this guy's preserved amputated leg. The guy who originally owned the leg found out about it and tried to get the leg back. And the guy who bought the storage bin with the leg inside of the grill smoker said, no, you can't have it back. So then the guy had to go to court and fight him in court to actually get to get his leg back to him so he could display himself. True story. Uh, there was a Holy documentary crap. about it. I think it's on YouTube. I'm not 100% positive. This happened several years ago, maybe five plus years ago. I tried to get the guy on on the show, but I couldn't get a response from anybody involved with oh. any. Um, it was probably because they had some kind of a contract with the person making the documentary film, which I ran into several times. But, uh, yeah, this guy had his leg cut off, preserved, um and all like taxidermied and taken care of and then he left it in the storage bin inside inside of a like that huh, that's like, just is it still like all meaty and everything or well, just an articulated bone oh it was no, preserved it was the whole leg but it was preserved again mummified wrong. yeah the, the taxidermist <laughs> the they, they taxidermied his leg they preserved his leg but the guy couldn't have cared about it too much because he left it in a storage bin not just that he left it inside of a grill a smoker grill so <laughs> That's how he preserved it, bro. I mean, like, okay, you buy the grill. I mean, did you, did you, I, I don't remember if the guy continued using the grill or not. I mean. With the leg in it? No, I'm sure he took the leg oh. out of it, but do you still yeah. want to use the grill after you pull out somebody's actual leg that has been preserved inside of it? It's, it's I mean, you have your whole story. leg. Wouldn't you be tempted to try some of your own ham? No, but that we, we have done shows. We did a show. Uh, we do a show every. Well, we, this year I don't think we did, but we right. do a show every Thanksgiving about cannibalism. Yes. cannibalism related stories. And there was a guy that actually took part of his penis and cooked it up. There's, As there's one does. Yeah, there's there's several yeah. stories of um of people doing stuff like that, of preparing like taking parts of their body that have been removed and actually cooking them up and serving them. Um, there are actual real stories out there, some of them yeah. in Legends, but there are some real stories. I think there's a whole club for that. I don't know. It's probably a Facebook. I don't know. You see that new commercial? There's a Facebook group for yeah. everything. Yeah, there's a Facebook group for it, I'm sure. There's a group for that. There's a group for that. Um, that's pretty much it. I've got one more story. That You got any, you got any more stories? 
I got more stories. Okay, go ahead and take take us away. Uh, this one is one of my favorites. So it's a, a group Every of story furries. Every you read has been one of our favorites. I, yeah. <laughs> a group of furries stopped a domestic violence assault and helped police make to the make an arrest. Another one you're going to want to click on and uh, watch the video. Yes, there is video. So uh, several members attending a furry convention in California uh, this last Friday helped restrain a man who was assaulting his girlfriend until police arrested him, according to officials. Six people witnessed the assault at the annual further confusion. What? At the annual further confusion or FurCon. So it's called further confusion. Yeah, I get it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. San Jose. I'm with you. That explains everything. It's in San Jose. Furries are enthusiasts who celebrate characters and stories involving anthropomorphic animals or fictitious characters that have human traits. Yeah. They said the man was assaulting a woman in a car, the San Jose Police Department said in a police report, as most police do explain things. (laughs) Robbie Ryans, 26, was working as a DJ for the convention when he and a friend went outside for a smoke break. Out of nowhere, in quotes, Ryan said a blue car stopped in front of them. We heard a woman's screams come from inside and saw the passenger throwing full fists at whoever was driving, Ryan's told CNN. We got up. This is from CNN. I'm not even saying where these articles are from. I'm terrible. I'm going to gonna get sued. We got up and ran towards the car. My friend pulled open the door and we both held on to the attacker. The girl driver was yelling for him to get out as he started trying to fight us off. Can you imagine? I mean, here you are. You're an asshole. You're beating your girlfriend, and you pull up to a traffic light, and a bunch of furries pull you out of the car. I'd love That'd to see amazing. this. I'd I, also love to see this. I I, I, I don't know how... This episode is going to be called Shit I Want to See. He's exactly right. <laughs> That's a great name for this episode. <laughs> Four other people who were attending the convention, <laughs> all four of them that were attending this convention, <laughs> joined in. I've been to a furry convention, mind you. Go ahead. Right. So, you know, it, it, Not there's, in a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a pink Fenrix and then a bunch of people in onesies. You know, Four people who were attending the convention joined in and helped grab the man dragging him out of the car and restraining him until police arrived. He's probably like, what the fuck is going on here? Why are these people pulling me out of this? I mean, how do you react? I mean, Let go of me! Being an Plushy asshole, bastard. beating on your girlfriend, and then all of a sudden you've got yeah. Tony the Tiger and I, and, and Pikachu or whatever mean? pulling you out of a like Like, right there, that in itself is a mind fuck. You're like, am I hallucinating? <laughs> this is the best. Once he felt the situation was under control, at what point? Does furries pulling a man beating his girlfriend out of a car? At what point does that become under control? (laughs) Ryan said he backed up and began filming the incident. So now the furry is filming other furries holding the man who was beating his girlfriend. When police arrived, they were fucking baffled. That's what they were. They allege that the suspect, 20-year-old Dimitri Hardnet, assaulted his girlfriend in the car, according to two fox and a pig. Wait, what? Is that really no, it doesn't sense? really say that. Okay. So according to police report, Hardnet was arrested and booked into Santa Clara County Jail, where he was immediately eaten by vampires. 
CNN could not determine if Hardnet has a lawyer. It's not really his name, is it? Is this really Hardnet? Oh my god! His name is really Hardnet. (laughs) It all happened so fast. I still can't believe it. Ryan said, "I'm so glad everything worked out in the end. It was a horrible sight to see. I've never seen so many furries." Now, afterward, we were very shaken up but relieved. For all those wondering, the furry fandom is a community of enthusiasts who celebrate character. We we covered this. Uh, fictitious, fictitious animal characters that have human traits. Later on, Ryan was calmed down after a bowl of warm milk and was able to finally take a nap on his owner's keyboard. So that was great. That ended well. Okay. When this happened, like yeah. I would be I would be doing one of two things. Once I got my shit together and realized this is really happening. Because I know what I, I'm lying. I, I would be such in shock by seeing this that I wouldn't do this. But this is what I would want to do. I would either want to play the Benny Hill theme song. Either that or I would swear I was in a Monty Python skit of some kind. It's uh yeah, another this will be in the show notes under, you know, furries doing things furries do- and That's uh, what you should call the headline furries doing things <laughs> furries doing things is there actually and, a video uh, on here oh there's pictures there is there's pictures and video of you know yep. the fenrix the pink fenrix okay, which... i'm gonna watch video of this right now as it happens oh, this yeah, media could so. not be displayed of course it's not oh why i me- every other site oh, you go my. to Oh, they're screaming. Okay. They're screaming. Hold on. Okay, I found a video that's working. It's spinning. I've got a couple of these dudes walking, and it's, you know, every website you go to immediately starts playing video. Bad Furry is blocking. Oh, now, now, now Japanimation Girl is blocking. Come on, get out of the way. Oh, Oh, they're screaming. Uh, yeah, any website. That was the most uneventful video ever. Yeah, this sucks. I'm kind of bummed. I am bummed. Because if you're like me when you're doing a show, anytime you go to a website, it will immediately start playing video, and you have to hurry up and jump and scramble to get it to stop. Not this website. The one time I no. see a video, and it does not play the video. No, but you got to see the picture of Dimitri Hardnet. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at him right He's now. He's just down there like, whatever. How, what, what do you do? I mean, <laughs> I just got stuck. You don't pulled out of my car by You're furry. in jail. You know, what are you in for? Oh, I, I stole. I sold drugs. What are you in for? I was beating my woman's ass. Yo, and a bunch of furries yo. pulled me out of the car, yo, and they beat my ass. I'm yo. talking dudes in full-on furry clothes, yo. Yo. I didn't choose straight the furry up. life, motherfucker. The furry life chose me. <laughs> it is. It is. He's straight up furry. Yeah. This is uh, uh I got another one. He's got a giant pink and white fox suit on with a giant He does. It's like a Fenrix. Yeah. I don't know why I know that. Let's not go there. All right. Let's... Next one. Yeah, I've been pissy vultures. Join the resistance and foul things up at Border Radio Tower in Texas. The vultures often defecate and vomit on the buildings below that house employees and equipment. So there's a tower and there's a bunch of vultures on it. Okay. So a robust wake of extremely messy vultures, as if there's clean vultures, is getting drop, with parentheses around pings, getting the drop pings on a u.s customs and border protection radio tower in texas excrement from the 300 birds is so overwhelming that it's interfering with the communication system reports quartz who the fuck is quartz this is uh this is coming from the huff post by the way and it's uh, probably the legal court in the area i would assume oh no i mean like crystal Q-U-A-R-T-C. The entire structure in Kingsville has been coated with droppings mixed with urine 
According to a request for information, the agency issued to vendors this week to determine the available options for a vulture deterrence netting system. If only they could come up with a way of like little abbreviated like symbols you could put between words that could denote when to pause, when to stop. <laughs> we could call them like punctuation. <laughs> Welcome to my hell, sir. Holy Christ. The vultures will, quote, often defecate and vomit from their roost on the buildings below that house employees and equipment. I did that in college once, I'm pretty sure. Wait a minute. I see, Wait, no, yeah. no. You, 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 you stood on top of a building and crapped on something down below? No, I think I vomited out a window from okay. like the 10th floor. I was going to say, were you driving a, a, an MKX or something? Or? I was. Yeah, no, I would have fallen out the window. It's me. Oh, CBP representative told courts. What is courts? Is that... Like that must be the, the media outlet that they've got it from. Uh, must be, I guess. There are anecdotes about birds dropping prey on a from a height of 300 feet, creating a terrifying and dangerous situations for those concerned. I mean, it's like not, they're not dropping a moose. You know, I don't know. Vultures also regurgitate a reeking and corrosive vomit, much like college girls. According to a U.S. Department of Agriculture fact sheet, the noxious waste kills bacteria on the bird's legs. So they, all right. So these birds eat shit and then they vomit on their legs to kill bacteria. Yeah, I, I've I've been there. I mean, we all have. It's just a matter of how much you've been drinking. <laughs> but also corrodes the metal and radio towers. Well, yeah, I mean, they should think of this. Well, these birds are thoughtless. Vulture droppings can also carry a range of diseases. They will not tell us which ones, but a range of them. <laughs> it's illegal to kill a vulture under the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. I mean, the shit's on your car. I mean, is there a Skeksis sitting at a, at a desk with a bunch of pens, you know, signing his name with each individual pen somewhere? <laughs> that is a good one, sir. <laughs> the treaty. Uh, now I'm Hervé Villachez. I don't know where that voice came from. But uh, so CBP is getting creative to solve the radio tower issue. Officials have been working with wildlife and environmental experts. The U.S. Department of Agriculture and even a Texas State Historical Preservation Officer, just one, to find a solution that will keep the vultures away without harming them. Right. CBP has opted to essentially net the tower. That ain't going to do jack. Thank so Lancelot and I are going to jump out of a large wooden badger. <laughs> what? So, the CBP has opted to essentially net the tower, not the birds, to deter the vultures from roosting. They're going to roost on top of the net. Yeah, that's all it's going to continue to shit and vomit. Yeah, they're just going to move. They're just going to move nets, to a different spot. Yeah, nets will be installed likely by August, so it's going to take them all this time after the tower is repaired and cleaned. <laughs> we'll put a giant net over it. And then the birds will land on the on the net because it, it's just going to lay on the tower, right? Oh. I found another article in the time that you've been reading this. <laughs> you realize we're coming up on two hours here. How much how much news do you want to expose people to? How long do your shows usually go? I don't know. 
I don't know. Right. Someone will complain about it, and then they don't have to listen anymore. Let's, That's what I said. I'm going to do this story, and then you do a story, and then we you should call it part go. one. Yes, yes, you're right. Okay, so here's the here's what I'm bringing to the table now. This is coming from PopSugar.Love. Again, I have not pre-read any of this. Healing, you know what? Hold on. I'm just going to send you the link before I read it into it. Okay, I go over to the Skype A, hit the pasta button, and it will hit send, and I'm going to read it. Healing crystal dildos are here to make your vagina a magical place. Healing crystals oh, have been a wellness, and this is coming from popsugar.com. Healing crystals Pop sugar. have been a wellness trend for quite some time now, with the following of people who swear by their therapeutic properties. While some I've have choose to harness, this is a longer story, so bear with me, chose to harness the rock's energy in the form of pyramid-shaped decor, which does nothing, or jewelry. One innovative company has delved into previously untrekked territory, the crystal dildo market. Yes, you read that correctly. Check Rubs dubs itself as the original crystal sex toy company. I can see, okay, I can see where this is coming from. The original, I don't think it's going to have any kind of therapeutic or healing magical properties whatsoever, but sure. The original had the right orgasm. (laughs) The original crystal sex uh, toy company with all of its products made uh, being made from 100% pure crystal. Check Rubs derives its name from chakra, the sang- Sanskrit word. F- Sanskrit. I can't say that. Sanskrit. Word. I know. I can't say it. I have a. I have a. Sanskrit. I can't do it. I have a speech impairment that prevents me from saying the second <laughs> T sound in the word planet Arium. Um, Chakra. rubs. From Chakra. Yeah, whatever. Energy wheels. The company produces handmade dildos made from precious minerals like rose quartz and pure amethyst, which each provide their own perspective healing properties. The best part about these dildos, they practically double as home decor, so you can totally no. avoid the... Uh, semi-awkward moment when a visitor spots your self-pleasuring gadget in your bedside table. Me and you have friends that just would not care about this. Um, yeah, but I, and there's going to be that time right when like, <laughs> Aunt Karen comes over and she's going to be like, hey, this is lovely. What you got here? Uh, it's my wife's dildo. To learn more about these beautiful sex toys, we spoke with the company's cura- creator, Vanessa Cucci? Cucina. Cucina? Vanessa Cucci. I don't know. C-U-C-C-I-A. I want to say Cucci. But I- it's Cuccia. You're right. Cuccia. Yeah. <laughs> Who founded Chak uh, Rubs with a desire to explore her own sensuality in a new way. Run-of-the-mill dildos just weren't cutting it for her. Well, maybe you should have some surgery to correct that. She turned uh, to her mother. I don't want no damn silicone. I need a rock up in there. <laughs> I wanted something that would allow me to tune in, turn on, and the crystals were a natural choice. Oh, Vanessa explained, there was nothing like chakras in the market, so I decided to go forward with creating something that I wanted for myself, trusting that other people would want it as well. As an artistic piece... And for its purposes, oh, my God, they've got a butt plug. You know what? I'm not even going to finish that sentence. Uh, oh, she I had, see that. It's like onyx. Though she admitted, what, a, what a perfect color for said application. Though she admitted that shit, some people seemed a little confused by the brand at first. The company's testimonials page, they, which is outlined, you should click that, sir, uh, is now Where flooded is with diehard, I almost said diarrhea, chakra advocates demonstrating praise for the products and their healing powers. One reviewer wrote, it makes me feel more alive. While another explained, my chakra is calming from for my anxiety, and though I've got a long way to go, it has notably increased my ability to see myself worth again. 
Okay. Uh, the hell with another article. I'm reading some of these testimonials. Jesus you can Christ. do that in a second. I want you to hold okay. on to that. Find okay. some funny ones as I continue, continue reading this. The company's official website states that using these intriguing toys results in a learning to quiet the mind in order to feel subtle energies, develop emotional intelligence, strengthen self-awareness, and accepting every aspect of who you are, end quote. Another super long sentence about a damn dildo, as if we've read any of it tonight. It goes on to explain how using them not only gets you off, but turns you on in a way in which you will remain turned on and uh, and awakened with a renewed sense of self-awareness and wisdom. Um... <laughs> the next added that using these crystal products combines sexuality and spirituality, resulting in an overall increase in self-love. Um, it's a stone penis. Stop trying to make it like sounds, it's going to align your chakras. Sounds pretty convincing, right? Before you sit back and take a ride in a crystal express to Pleasure Town, that is exactly what it says, allow us to remind you that one of the buzz surrounding Gwyneth Paltrow and her overpriced vaginal jade eggs, in which case, which me and you both cover the candle, in which case, uh, in, in case you missed it, the gynecologist advised avoiding Paltrow's viral eggs because of the potential health risks such as bacterial vaginosis and toxic shock syndrome. Yikes! An exclamation point. Because of the controversy regarding these eggs, it may be best to check with your gyno before investing in your first chakra toy. Whether you choose to get behind the chakra trend or not, we can't uh, help but wonder if Spencer Pratt's secretly behind all of this. So there's a picture of the guy with the crystal on his head um i don't think that these are going to cause the gwyneth Paltrow problem because they're just essentially they're quartz but they're kind of like glass so and they don't smell like her vagina no. at all what i'm more curious about they they have the they have the one that obviously looks very phallic and penis like the other ones are kind of shaped you know they're they're kind of long elongated teardrop shaped the butt plug is shaped like a butt plug what i'm concerned about and curious about is the egg shaped thing which is right below the butt plug so yes um I have yeah. read and just roll around inside. I guess like Benoit balls. I guess yes. I, I guess so. Um, you know. Um, I have like unicorn horns. Read stories about how they have these. They have dildos now that are shaped like alien alien penises that will actually. Oh, they do. They inject yeah, I've seen silicone those. eggs with goop inside of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, what was that on? I don't know what I. I don't know. I, you know, it was on Slut Ever. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I have seen Slut Ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she did one. She's a weird chick. She's pretty. She's she's my she's. Yeah, go on, perfect. finish it. Go she's on. She's perfect. So tell me about some of the testimonials that you found here, sir. Testimonials, because you know we want to make sure that these are working properly. So let's see. Nightly, I have been sleeping with my sacred shock rub, as I. You didn't pre-read these? I no. thought you said you were pre-reading no, these. No, I, ran, I randomly passed one. And yes, the astral situation has been... Oh, I can't. I feel terrible. I'm totally editing that out. So let me... <laughs> the crystal has changed my life and my relationships, and I am forever thankful. It has a gentle, trustworthy presence like the mailman. No, that's it. it essentially has helped in all the ways listed in the description has helped with issues pertaining to the sacral and solar plexus chakras, self-worth, pleasure, and has helped me heal deeply embedded issues from my childhood. Oh, these people are... Are you trying to be sexy right now? Is, is this... That's are the you best attempting... I can do. That's my sexy okay. voice. It wasn't working. All right. 
no, no. Okay. I have no wood at all right now, at all. I, I probably would have gotten more wood in visiting you with your hands glued to your nuts <laughs> than I'm doing right now. My adventure with my new black onyx shock rub has been absolutely amazing. I feel as if some deep internal blockage has started to move. <laughs> <laughs> Memories have come to life. Go on. <laughs> and, and I've been able to go back to some past events that I haven't fully dealt with. Oh, Jesus Christ. After many years, I don't think it's coincidental that these things these thi- <laughs> happen at the same time. We are becoming dumber by the second at this point. <laughs> on a sexual level, previously I could have vaginal orgasms, but I would only ever ejaculate with my partner if I'd have some alcohol to relax me <laughs> What is happening? Despite wanting to, I'd never been able to make that happen just through my own connection and breathing. The first time I used my black onyx shock rub, I held it on different parts of my body as I got in the bed and then put it under my pillow as I was falling asleep. Okay. Then I woke up in the early hours, held it again, and drifted in and out of sleep with it. When I finally woke fully, I began to use it, and I had the most phenomenal vaginal orgasm and a lot of ejaculation. Since then, I have been... You're reading at a penthouse. I... You're not reading from the site. <laughs> I'm reading from the site. Since then, I have been able to both ejaculate and have very deep vaginal orgasms almost every time. I need to put time. some porn music in the background of this. Oh, my God. i got to find some porn music. I'll find it for I you. <laughs> It's one of the few adult toys that combines the sacred earth elements with sex and pleasure. I, I, they all pretty much have sex and pleasure, right? I kind of sex toy. Too, or, yeah, I, I thought that, that, that's kind of one one hand rubs the other here. Or, or yeah, I don't. I, I, right. That <laughs> <laughs> that that was the, the end goal or, or in this. Yeah. All right, read your last story and let's all call right. this. Good. All right, all right. Let me get out of here and crystal dildos and. Uh, Oh, I don't, I don't think I have anything. I, I have, you know what? You can get a baby Yoda, a life-sized, completely screen accurate baby Yoda for three hundred and fifty bucks. That's a lot for a sex doll. Well, it's Onyx. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Many of us are struggling to cope with the fact that the Mandalorian season one has wrapped, and that we have to wait several months until season two. But fear not, young Padawans. The child, a.k.a. our beloved baby Yoda, is on his way to get chicken nuggies. Uh, the merch will be landing in the spring. And you don't see this very much, do you? Maybe. <laughs> we'll be landing this spring, and now for 350 bucks, you can get a life-size recreation of everyone's favorite 50-year-old. Yes, Sideshow is selling a life-size figure of the child, and pre-orders are open now from its online store. You can expect your figure to ship between August and October, and you'll be required to deposit 35 non-refundable hold. And there's even a payment plan. And oh boy, does this look real. It literally looks just like the child from The Mandalorian. And it comes with a shifter knob. Oh, what? 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 Wait, what? what do you mean it's got a shifter knob? Oh, okay. I, I, I see oh, what you're doing there. Okay. Yeah, see, okay. okay. Yeah, the little All thing right. he gave him. It comes with a shifter knob, the silver metal ball from the Mandalorian ship that the young friend took. It's 16.5 inches tall. It does look fantastic. It looks exactly like the show. 
16.5 inches tall and is set up on a black base, which makes it easy for you to show this figure in your home next to your crystal dildo collection. Or on your nightstand, mm-hmm. or on your desk at work. Next to your mummified human bones. Right, next to your arm, your leg. And uh, for those who want Baby Yoda merch but want to spend a little less, there are options. From Hasbro, you can get the miniature one-inch, the child figure, for only nine ninety-nine, And it includes a frog, a metal ball, and a soup bowl. I had a Zen teacher who also came with all three of those things. This What I can't believe, in all seriousness now... Is that they didn't make that they, they didn't capitalize on any of this. It seems really weird that they haven't done more with this. Like you can go when before the last set of Star Wars movies came out, they had like these three foot tall Darth Vader and Kylo Ren dolls. Oh right. So it couldn't have been that hard for them to make a baby Yoda, you know, doll. I can't believe that they weren't selling these like mass producing these things over in China or Taiwan or whatever yeah. and selling them this way instead of going through. You know, because people want, people are going nuts for oh, there baby. Was, there was no Jesus child this Christmas. It was just the child. Yeah. And, you know, like, oh, that'd be a great idea. God, I would love to build a nativity scene with this. It can, oh, I can my make God. that happen. My my buddy has a 3D printer, and he found the complete, so you got Yoda as Joseph, and then that, uh, oh, the, the woman warrior who was a rebel, uh, Death Squad. We, don't, we could just use anybody from Star Wars, right. and we could just—I I, want to build a life-sized Star Wars nativity scene in my front you gotta yard. You got to put Yaddle in there, Yaddle, Yaddle, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then like you know, oh my gosh, that'd be that'd be amazing. We could have Baby Yoda right. as Baby Jesus in it. It's just this is the that'd new be, religion. This is the gateway to widespread use of uh, Jedi as a religion. The hardest part would be building you because you don't want to have you don't want to have the stereotypical. Um, like little barn thing that they always put the nativity scene. You have to make it look Star Wars esque. You right. have to make it look like it's like it's something that would be on Dagobah, not Dagobah, like it would be on Tatooine or something like that. You need to. It needs to be look like it's been built by Jawas and it's got to be junk and stuff like and you that. You need Nick Nolte's and, character above it instead of the angel with just a little need, banner that says "I have spoken." Yeah, you do. Yeah, that would, exactly. That's it right there. Now, the only exception I would make to the rules of who's playing what characters, the three wise men would have to be like Obi-Wan Kenobi. It yes. would have to be um, the other guy, Qui-Gon Jinn or whatever yes. fuck Jinn, Jinn you drink. Um, and then, like, you would have to have who – who would be the other wise man with a beard? Samuel L. Like, Jackson. Like, I, yeah, I was going to say, I guess you could do Samuel L. Jackson. But like, if you look really close, he has a or, wallet that says bad motherfucker on it. Yeah, I guess you could – I would make the exception for Samuel L. Jackson not having a beard, but he'd be in full Jedi robe regalia, right. and they would be the three Watchmen, and you could have them off to the side. Um, but whoever else played whatever characters under the nativity scene, I could care less about, but Baby Yoda would have to be Baby Jesus in the nativity scene. And we scene. need a pooper. I, oh, yeah, in the background. The little Spanish yeah. pooper. Yeah, you could have um, oh, Salacious um, Crumb. Job salacious Crumb, or, or what was the yeah, that annoying Jamaican thing? Oh, oh, one. you mean um, Jar Jar? Jar Jar taking a Jar-Jar shit in a corner. a log in the background? Right. That could work. Yeah. I'd kind of want to keep it small, though, to keep it. Okay, you could have that new guy that was in the last Star Wars movie. I can't remember what the hell his name was, the, rip, the little repair puppet dude. I haven't dude. seen it yet. I'm, it's not that bad. Yeah. People hate it. I thought People it was hate everything. Like, we'll go into another show. That's, That's another, another show. Big, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess we're good now. We I guess are good. Done. Thank you for coming yeah. on, Ro. Cause, uh, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. It has been, has been a good. lot of fun. Yeah, my show's kind of on ice right now for, for the time being. So, it's, yeah, I, I had to do something out. with ice. 
Eventually, yeah. if not, you know, I'll do something else. I'm not, right. I'm not real concerned with it at the moment. So. I'll be stealing you frequently. <laughs> then I got to steal Leanne at some point, so her and I can yeah, get off track and I'm, never ever get back to no. a single. Her and I will never get through a single article. Yeah, she's on, she's on Facebook Messenger right now, bugging me, saying how badly she wants to be on here, putting <laughs> gifts and stuff. So, yes. Anyways, I will yell at clouds <laughs> for her in the morning. If you guys have not experienced Leanne yet, she's been on my show several times. Yeah. You know what? I have not listened. I went back trying to find some of your shows that I thought I missed. And I the mm-hmm. one where she's on solo, where you're talking to her about her experiences, I never got to hear that one. So that one's on my she's list. She's been on twice. Has she been and, on twice? Um, Man, she has. She's, she's helped me do some interviews and a few other things. And she fits the co-host responsibilities very well. Oh, as yeah. funny as she is, and as crazy oh, she has been on too, because she was on the other Ramble cast for closer mm-hmm. to Christmas, right? Yeah, that one was and hysterical. She's, she's very knowledgeable, and she's very, um, she's very, she's, she's, she knows what she's talking yeah. about. Oh, absolutely. Things. So she's, she's filled the role very nicely when I've had her on. Um, but she can be pretty wild as well. So, <laughs> well, look, I've had you on here for eighteen hours right now, and this is the part of the show where we talk about. Uh, if you'd like to pu- talk about anything that you have going, do you have anything going for you you'd like to talk about? Oh, well, you can still find my show. It's it's kind of on ice right now. I'm not really sure what the heck I'm going to do with it or whatever. But in the meantime, all the old episodes and stuff are still up there. We've got some pretty recent ones. You can find us at projectarchivist.com. Wherever you found this podcast, you can find ours. Um, we've been doing it for like 10 years now. Um, we cover the weird, the strange, much like some of the stuff we did on this show. Um, not necessarily entirely paranormal, but we do right. cover paranormal from time to time. We just try to take, uh, interesting topics and, and, or weird topics and cover them in different ways or, or try to find new stuff. You know, it's out it's there. It's a great and try to, show. And I, you I, know, thank you. I appreciate you, it. You have a way of, some people just can do interviews better than other people. It's, it's a, it's a skill set that I don't think you can, you get you either have it or you don't. And the way you interview people and, I know you have secrets in editing, but you're well, fantastic at interviewing. The way that I like to do interviews is I don't I don't like to interview people because everybody knows interviews. I prefer to talk to people as though we're sitting down in a bar or something, right. having a beer or having a discussion. Yeah, and that's how it I should be. I don't like to, uh, you know, and editing wise, I actually I edited quite a bit of myself out of the show. I ask like these really long multi-part questions, and then whatever the guest goes with, I'll edit the rest of the question out to fit whatever they answer or wherever the direction goes. You with love it. editing. I don't know how you do. Uh, it. I do. I do. It's 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 editing shows is is it's my favorite part. It's, I frequently call it my alchemy. Um, it's, I, you know, it's, it's, I, I like editing a lot more than actually putting the shows together many times. It depends what type of show it is, of course, but the idea of taking something and adding all the bits and pieces to it and assembling and polishing it and, and making a completed product at the end that is in many cases very different from what it started out as. Sure. It's a lot of fun for me and I could, you know, I, I've got no problem sitting down and spending 12, 15 hours editing a show. I used to spend days at a time, Dear but over God. the years I've gotten... Yeah, well, it's, I'm, I'm very like I get accused of being a control freak a lot, but I'm I'm yeah, a but control it's your freak. Show. Our, you know, you want well, it how you want it. In so. regards to how it sounds and the content that's put out there, I'm very meticulous about how how it, the final product comes out of how it sounds. I don't even as think far I as listen to my last <laughs> Yeah, I don't see. That's the thing with me. By the time Every I get done editing long. a show, I'm done with it and I'm on to the next yeah. topic. And people are like, hey, back in episode blah blah blah, you talked about et cetera and so on. Did and it's I? Like, man. 
I don't remember, you know, but I've got super fan listeners that I can be like, what episode did we talk about the exploding bubble gum? And I'll get people like, oh, that was on episode like 175 and, right. you know, 40 minutes into the show, you said Holy blah, crap. blah. And, you know, I've also got people that tease me about the blah, blah, blah thing all the time, too. I barely have but, people uh, that want to listen to the whole show, <laughs> let alone knows yeah. what happens in it. No, I got some yeah. great listeners. It's uh. I'm in the infancy. But you're young. It's podcasting lights are getting started and, you know, you you find your ground and like our show is continuously evolving. There's times where like the first year I was like, wow, we're, we're set. And then I'll go back and listen to shows two years later and we've still evolved. And I'll listen to shows five years on and I'll be like, wow, we've changed. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's like, it it just, it mutates and evolves and grows over time and stuff, but they do run their course. Oh, they do. They do. And then you move on to something different or, yeah, but, like the big thing for us is we don't have we we don't have a set format. Some shows will do interviews, some right. shows will do discussions, some shows will do weird news shows. I like to do and that. And a lot of that. that is is um we were very influenced by a lot of other podcasts. We were influenced by shows like Mysterious Universe sure. and Eerie Radio, and they were uh been all of America, and these were all different style format shows. So when we sat down and said, how are we going to do this? We just said we're just going to do whatever feels right at the time. Exactly. And it help, keeps things from getting boring. You yeah. know, it's if you do the same thing all the time, the listeners get tired of it. And it's the same way with our content. Every week the content changes to something different. So one week it's one thing. The next week it's something completely different. And in some cases it hurts It hurts our listenership because yeah. you get people that like when they – like paranormal-wise, they want to hear – I call it paranormal's greatest hits. They want to hear about the same stuff oh, that everybody else is right. talking about. And I'd like to talk about like, you know, black-eyed kids too, you know, but it's just like what am I – so there's these black-eyed kids. You know, everyone's covered it. Luckily, I mean, I yeah. my listenership at this point is a lot of people very new to podcasts, so maybe they haven't. But yeah, and all four of them are really cool people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were all at that furry convention. I have ten. I've got ten people that listen to my show. Shut so I've seen your you're number. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you have nine others. Yeah, I've got nine others besides right. you, and they're, you know, they're, they're good people. Yeah, that is not so. true. But anyways, thank yeah, you so for coming we, on, Ro. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, man. No and, uh, problem. I'll drag you kicking and screaming back here again. Okay. When I finally right. interview and someone. That's literally that, true, too. <laughs> when I finally interview someone that, you know, lives in a time zone anywhere close to one of ours, <laughs> I can actually have you on rather than juggling three time zones. Mm-hmm. But uh, thanks again, buddy, and I'll talk to you soon. Oh, my Lord. Well, that turned into a very long but very fun show. Thank you again to Rojan for uh, coming in and hanging out for a little bit. And uh, we definitely missed you, Lobo, so I got to get you on the show. And uh, I'll be in touch to kind of set something up there for you. And I hope you guys enjoyed that, even if you had to listen to it in the three (laughs) different segments to get through it all. But uh, that was a lot of fun, and hope you guys had a lot of fun, too. And uh, we will be back again this month in February for another show. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it because I have learned my lesson of putting it out there, what's going to be on the show, and then have someone cancel and cause a big debacle. But hope you had a great time, and I look forward to meeting you guys again. And uh, stay bizarro. Smoking on gas.
got me slung Chasing Z's, chasing Z's I've been high up off my ass Magic beans, magic beans Flying solo, Mr. Dolo What you mean, what you mean I'm controlling major time Do you read, do you read Smoking on gas, got me slung Chasing Z's, chasing Z's I've been high up off my ass Every day, never take a break, killing myself Addicted to the gold, only focused on wealth Still slide to my nine to five Just buy the time till I'm on the rise Blasting off, I'm not asking off This ain't frat rap, tell the haters fuck off I'm shining, so blinded As a vibe, got no diamonds Broke boy, got nothing in my wallet Spend all my green on the green quite often 